All right, we're back at the Whatever Means to You podcast. Shane, we got a new gig. Oh, the trivia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Palomar, we're hosting, maybe. We're hosting trivia in Fort Walton Beach now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that place is awesome. It's the old Black Angus. Yes. Uh, so if you would like to participate in trivia, we just started this week. Kind of same format from 7 and 9 at the Pallet Bar in Fort Walton Beach. Come uh, come say what's up to Shane and I. What's your take, man? You like it so far? It's a, it's a cool spot, man. It's a gorgeous bar. Uh, it, it's cool that it's, it's this old... It's just like an old brick and mortar, man. You gotta go up these stairs. You kind of don't know where you're going, and then it just opens up into this beautiful space. Yeah, I dig it. So we're very excited to be there. We're gonna be there the entire summer. Um, I'll be gone a couple of weeks, but but aside from that, uh, Shane and I will be hosting trivia every Tuesday at the Pallet Bar in Fort Walton Beach. So come out there and hang out. Um, my guest today is Mr. Destin Patera. You may have heard him on the Whatever it Means to You podcast before. I, I believe he came in here roughly like two years ago, kind of when we had just started the podcast. And uh, we've had a lot of a lot of things have changed since then, so it was really great to have him back. Yeah, catch up a little bit. Yeah, those good things. So I hope you enjoy listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week from Boat Studios in Destin, Florida. It's the Whatever It Means to You podcast. It's something that most people don't like at first. With Jared Gramblin. I love my job, but I hate talking to people like you. And Shane Denton. All right. Cool. Hey, Dustin. Hi, Jared. How you doing? <laughs> you were held up a bit today. I was. Yeah. Traffic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. In my favorite city in the world. Where's that? Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. 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 Yeah. yeah. You were just mentioning on the way, you were like, what's the deal with Gator Beach? Um, yeah. I just saw this thing and I, I wouldn't have. I saw a sign that said live alligators. Yeah. And I was like, okay, is this real? Best like, I can tell you're talking about Fuddpuckers. I would assume it's right beside the arcade. Yes. Yeah. 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 By, By Fat Daddy's. Yeah. yeah. What the, what, what's going on there? There's like, uh, probably over 100 alligators there. Really? Uh, probably all between. Oh, and they're definitely happy. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're between, well, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, like, they get fed all day long. Like, you hold down these little yeah, strings on, uh, uh, like, they take clothespins. And you put meat on the end of it, and you can drop it down there. And the really? Eat wow, them, that's a bizarre. The they're they're juveniles. So there's nothing. There's no. There's, they're not. They're like. Yeah, th- they're yeah. all like three to four feet. They're like breeding them, I guess. I don't know. They're I'm sure it's level. not uh, the best. Yeah. No, I mean, but they should be in the water. They're all just chilling. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure those alligators don't give a shit. And then they're you like fed all you get to take a picture with them too if you want. Like they yeah. tie they tie their uh, they tape their mouth shut and oh, like I'm you sure can they hold lo- they love that. You can hold yeah. one. <laughs> Sorry, I probably have an <laughs> unpopular opinion taken. about this kind of shit. Oh, uh, I don't I don't which, think the Gator yeah. Beach is a is not a, that is you an do, but thing to yeah. <laughs> no. but it's it's a it seems to be a business that is staying in business. So yeah. at least enough people enjoy it. Um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know. I still watch people go to zoos and shit, and it's like, it's a, it's think a res- about it's it. It's a restaurant. Like, yeah. Uh, and then and it's just like, uh, you check out the gators while you're waiting for your table for an hour and a half. Yeah. but uh, Four or five years ago, these two guys got arrested. Will you look that up real quick, Shane? These two guys got arrested. They went to Bass Pro Shop and bought like $300 worth of, of gear mm-hmm. and showed up at the Gator Beach, and they were going to try to, I guess, harvest an alligator. 
and they got like sneaky, like, like sneak into like, the. I think they were trying to hunt one of them. Yes. All right. And I think they got a bunch of like gator hunting gear from Bass Pro. Went over to Fudbuckers and try to catch an, uh, two try spring, to catch two, an alligator. Two spring breakers. Yeah. <laughs> were they intoxicated or like what? I'm not sure. I don't. I do. I just remember hearing like the gimmick, story. Like. Um, but they were de- they were definitely arrested for yeah. sure. Huh. Very odd. Yeah, man. I I'd have a a weird you know opinion about a lot of that stuff um but it's it's still bizarre to me that uh people still visit those kinds of things i mean there are some levels of it that i can kind of be on board with which is like you know think rescues and things mm-hmm. of that nature mm-hmm. but even at that point like if you're generating revenue so that you can rescue more animals like there's some context there but like animals don't like I mean, to be in a cage where there's like people sure. walking by and looking at it, like it's just, I don't know. It's well, and there's that, that even th- still it's exists. not even you don't even have to pay to go see them. You you just walk up to it. It's, <coughs> it's like just part as of you're the waiting at, yeah. at Fudpuckers yeah. to get your uh, your your captain's platter. Like as if selling food like didn't make you enough money. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're like, let's get some gators in here. So they're from Alabama, the University of Alabama. Yeah, the, the the alligators are no the the, the, stu- <laughs> the, the students who, 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 who try to get these alligators roll tide but, yeah roll tide. What it, it says uh, <laughs> they're quoted as saying they had no intention of stealing the alligators they're just trying to hunt the alligators. Kill that means what? kill I guess. So they weren't trying to steal them they were trying to just kill them. The manager at Fudpucker said the gators were worth four hundred dollars a piece. How do you value a gator? I don't right. know. <laughs> what does yeah. a $300 I, I, gator versus a $700 <laughs> gator look like? I've never been inside of this place, but I've seen the size of it. And uh, based on this story, I imagine like they walk in and it's like a, a four. Like, how do you hunt a gator in a small in place? Enclosed, anyway. Yeah, they're, they're from the University of Alabama. Bro. <laughs> do you know? <clears throat> All right. I, one of my old roommates went to the University of Alabama and I asked him what he got on his ACTs and... And he told me, and I scored points higher than that on the first time I took my ACTs, and that was like the day after homecoming. I was terribly hungover, and did it, and I couldn't get into like a big like yeah. UF or What'd UCF. You get? I got twenty four. Nice. It's it's pretty average. Yeah, yeah. But I think he popped like a twenty or a twenty one on his ACTs. That got him right into the most pre- uh, prestigious school in Alabama, or one of the most. Yeah. The, the big state university. Well, he played ball or something? No, he didn't do shit. He just got, no. just got in. Yeah. Mm. He, yeah, you know who wants, I'm talking about. I he wants hunted say his name alligators. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this criteria. <laughs> yeah, there is a big difference between something like that and like a uh, Emerald Coast Wildlife Refuge or, or something like that, you know, where they're actually, y- you can come see the animals, but they're, they're there in some sort of either rehabilitation or they can't survive in the wild anymore. Yeah. They were rescued. I mean, a lot of it, like, rescued from zoos, mm-hmm. which is, like, a lot of those animals, like, can't live in the wild. They sure. don't have the capacity to do so. So they, they go to places like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, seeing – it'll become more and more of a thing, but seeing things like SeaWorld and all the stuff that's gone on there and, like, people still go. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah, I've not been to SeaWorld in, like, 20 years, I think. I think I went when I was you ever seen the documentary? No, the God, what, is that what what's called. it called? Uh, Blackfish or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw some. Um, it's. Sad, dude, I, it's I saw sad. some some clips from it, and I said, "Okay, I know what's going on. <coughs> I'm obviously not partaking in the, yeah, yeah. the culture of SeaWorld. which seems <laughs> so like such an I, easy I don't need decision to watch this. Yeah, but it's it's so bizarre that like people 
you know, often would, would, you know, agree with you, but then still like have the opportunity to, you know, maybe they have children and they want to take them and things like that. And it's, it's just like the easy way in a lot of, a lot of ways. Like, well, they, yeah, they understand the yeah. issue, but they just dismiss it like for. There's all these other things you could take your kids value to do or something yeah. to do. But they need to see an elephant. Like, no, yeah. they don't. Yeah, like they really don't. Like, yeah, my friend Aaron Jackson uh, with Planning Peace just started a like an elephant sanctuary. Oh, I sick! Think, I think maybe in Thailand. I, I want to. I've talked to you about that before about my, trying to maybe yeah. document some of the stuff he's doing. My girlfriend's sister um, just got back from Thailand and did that exactly like there's apparently a huge issue in thailand um which i'm sure has been an ongoing thing where they you know you can ride the elephants and it's like all these really you know instances where they're not well cared for and they're Mm -hmm. very much profited off but uh, but these are i think rescued elephants and you kind of like trek through the jungle with them and they just kind of do their everyday thing and you're sort of there um but yeah it's it's apparently a, a big issue there. Yeah, like more of a sanctuary rather than a tourist. Yeah, it's very much what, okay. I, which I assume it still has that element. But again, it's like they're funding, like, to care for elephants and things of that nature. They're they're funding so that they can, you know, keep them alive. Mm-hmm. And so that I can get behind on some levels. I mean, yeah. I get it. I, I understand the appeal. Like listening to her talk about, um, you know, hanging out with an elephant and like they did as much as like bathing with them, which I can't wrap my mind around what that looks like because they're huge. But, um, yeah, it, it, it sounds like a really cool experience. I don't know that I would do it, but yeah. Kelby and I were following, we were following an Instagram page. I I forget the name of it. I think it's called like Docantle or something like that, but it's just, I I didn't do enough research, but I just really enjoyed the Instagram feed off of it. I was like, Oh, it's all these animals. Like it's them, it's them like bonding with elephants and, and monkeys and exotic animals. Like it's this one walking yeah. with a, a full grown lion, just this dude walking with it. And I'm like, that's crazy, but I'm really enjoying this. And uh, Kelby was looking into it too, my wife, Kelby. And um, she did some research on it. And it turns out these it's it's like a for-profit place and they're just breeding all this. And it's yeah. just total, it's, it's, it's a garbage <laughs> place. And the whole time I was like, this is really great. These people are doing good things. And yeah. you do just a little bit of research and find out it's total bullshit. Most of us don't do our research, so mm-hmm. we just read an article and want to go from there. But, you know, I, there are levels of it that make sense. Like, um, and I can't remember where I read this exactly, but there's a lot of people that talk about things um, like trophy hunting. Like, it's actual organizations that try to keep things like poachers away that actually uh, bring trophy hunters out and let them hunt because they use that money to stop poachers like Mm -hmm. which is a much bigger problem Mm -hmm. um so it's there's always a deeper layer to things like that that go on and and i think you know we all can't are terrifying yeah certainly but you can't if they can't get funding any other way i mean i I don't know it's it's a a a weird thing there's always going to be a bit of a push and pull i think when humans get involved so we've always got to kind of make our own decisions Mm. i guess and and we can't all like research every little thing i guess but on some level you know i I think it's super necessary you know that if you want to do something like that you should really you know, do your homework to try to make sure it's, it is, you know, not harming things and yeah, sure. not ruining the planet any more than we already are. I, wa- I wonder, because um, uh, I've never heard much about Animal Kingdom at Disney, if that's like kind of the same way, if they just have such a great PR team that they just kind of avoid it, yeah. put that shit to bed because they spent yeah. billions on like PR. No, never been, so 
Yeah. You've never been to any of the Disney parks or Animal Kingdom? I think I went to... No, I don't think... I mean, maybe when I was a little kid, but I yeah. really don't remember. You've never rode, like, Space it. Mountain and shit? Mm-mm. Oh, damn. Yeah. Space Mountain's dope. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, well, Haley's a huge activist on this front and, and has, you know, in a lot of ways enlightened me on a lot of that on a lot of that stuff. Haley, my girlfriend. Um, and she loves Disney, so she doesn't go that often, but so it, that I would imagine... Um, she's a fan. She's a, a Disney fan. Yeah, yeah she's a you fan. know what? That's right. Yeah, I yeah. remember when we did uh, karaoke at the Super Soft birthday oh, she, party. Yeah, she <laughs> knows all of the songs Disney for sure. A tad bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very much in her childhood, which I think, like that a- age group, um, for whatever reason, it seemed to have impacted them more. I don't know. When I was a kid, Nickelodeon was the thing. Like Disney was kind of not. It was like a different thing. Do you used to want to get slimed like one day. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, <laughs> but I was never super into like the uh, the the weird um, game show kind of vibe, you know. I guess that that Nickelodeon always had, but I love like Hey Arnold. Dare was dope. <laughs> really? Dare. Yeah, Double Guts, Dare was, Guts awesome. was dope. Uh, I want to climb the aggro crag. <laughs> See, this is what we need Austin for. Um, my my <laughs> partner in our company like w- was going to come, but decided not to. But uh, he's very much like understand, you know had a lot of time in that world and, and knows all yeah, the shows and speaking stuff. Yeah, of, speaking of your company, Lency, man, we had you in here, I believe, pretty close to two years ago. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe we've been doing this that long, but I th- we got cut way short last time. I remember we were, like, planning on... Yeah, I, I mean, it was still... You and I were running around pretty crazy that yeah, day. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Um, but uh, but I, I believe last time you had just kind of completed your move back to... I don't. Were you here yet? Were you back full-time? On the Panhandle, or were you still based mm, out of Jackson? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it was very close because it was the beginning of 2018 in January when we moved here. We sold our house like right at the end of de- in December of 2017. So um, I think we were still because that was right around when we were shooting that video, and I think we were still kind of trekking back yeah, and in forth. Between, yeah, in between, yeah, in between spots. Um, but yeah, very different point in my life, and it's interesting to to look back on. I did I listened to it briefly. Um, before I canceled on you last week, so <laughs> yeah. I could come this week. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's been a, a a really strong shift, like into commercial work and stuff. And um, it's kind of interesting to have that perspective. So if we could do one of these every two years, I'd really appreciate it. Sure, yeah, anytime. My, my my live journal. <laughs> that I, yeah. <laughs> what was your LJ name? LJ. Live journal, bro. What is that? You didn't have a oh, live what? journal? I have no idea. I thought you just referenced hard. Sorry, I didn't yeah, know. I did that was a reference. What was what was your LJ handle? Oh, uh, I think it was like Cram Jam. Was or this like, like that. Um, MySpace before MySpace kind of thing? Or yeah, yeah, it was right. It was um, yeah, it was what was hitting before MySpace, I believe. Yep, it was. Everyone went from mm. live journal was just it was just a forum where you had your friends and stuff, but you you would just write. I think toward the end of it, when you get, like, you could just start putting pictures up, maybe. No, you could. I you don't could, remember if you could, could put pictures on. You could write on like HTML, HTML code. Yeah. You, I don't think you, you couldn't like post photos. So you basically yeah. just it was a live journal. You'd write kind of. I just don't think that was a. I don't think you just. I don't a lot of passive, like a a lot of passive aggression. Yeah. A lot of angst. Well, yeah. let me let me so like a, a Reddit <clears throat> kind of vibe, I guess. Well, I super love Reddit, but they yeah. can be super brutal. It, no, just there. think MySpace yeah. with only words. Yeah. But it's really just about what you're 
kind of doing so or what music you're listening to. Now that we're reflecting on that, you've recently made the decision to exit Facebook. So, <laughs> which is like, I mean, you were super into Live Journal. I'd imagine like that was probably like. A, a I don't know if profound. I'd say super, and it was just part of like the like the scene. Yeah, yeah. Like I listened to alternative music or punk rock or whatever, and like everyone who kind of was involved in that same scene as I, like my dude, my girlfriend at the time, very like, niche. It was a fucking nightmare. Like because we were like, I mean, you're young, you're 17, 18, 19, have no idea what's going on. You're involved in this kind of music scene or whatever, and then you kind of. Like you're basically airing kind of like feelings that like that's all it was. Yeah. That you're, just, that you're just it was such a mess. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I was involved at a regular level. I don't think like I wasn't obsessed with it. Also, you couldn't you couldn't access it on your devices either. Yeah, yeah. There, th- those weren't around. iPhones weren't around. Like flip yeah, phones. Flip phones, flip phones no, were no, barely none around. Of that was like those. Nokia bricks were still what you were using. Just plain snake. Pretty much. So you would just access it on your. On your yeah. desktop. Oh man, Live <laughs> Journal was a mess. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I recently exited Facebook. It's and I've been if I don't know how to gauge happiness, but it's it's definitely be, it's improved my overall mentality. Why? Um, less screen time for sure. First of all, and I quit getting angry with people I barely know. Yeah, you know, so I'm not just seeing negative shit all day long now. Yeah, I'm able to put. I'm able to focus my time on other things, and I'm. I've always, you know, I'm busy, but I've always had kind of. It's made me less busy. Yeah, that makes. Do sense. you think that like being angry about stuff is on you or it's on them? Both. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I just I, on I, me for the way I let it affect me, for, but on them for just having a lot of people having just terrible homophobic, racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Views that need to be called fucking scumbags every yeah. now and then, but like. Yeah, it's well, not healthy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. I mean, I, 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 yeah, went through that a lot, and and am very much from the southeast, so mm-hmm. have a lot of friends that have different opinions than I do, and and I try my best to step in when I can. But you know, with with the political climate, like trying to learn how to talk to people and like get them to think about what you're saying, rather than like we all have this inclination mm-hmm. to like see something and be like. You are, <laughs> yeah, you're a terrible human being. You need to, like, have some perspective on that. Uh, but that doesn't n- ever really turn out good. Yeah, I mean, you aren't going to do it. It just turns into an argument. In a few-sentence comment and then underneath you don't their post, it's not like each happen. other. But, yeah. but I, I think there are people that, that um, have that ability to, to, to make, you know, to have a, a honest conversation without, like, using the emotions and things like that and make people just think about stuff like mm-hmm. whether or not they change their mind you know is always going to be an individual thing it's always on them but at some point I, it's it's uh, necessary for them to at least you know consider the other side of the mm-hmm. argument and there are people that just have knacks like to do that and I, I i would say i was like practicing that in a lot of ways just trying to figure out like how i could have conversation with people uh, that i thought were were very wrong um were you ever successful in some cases i'd say but whether it was worth the time that it took to get there or not Mm. is is irrelevant but i mean i was having a a fight with some people the other day about abortion and that's probably my issue like even calling it a fight is probably the wrong term like because you know he was talking about abortion we won't get into it too much uh but he was referencing late term abortions and like not talking about what the women were going through at all. And so I just kind of 
uh, put that perspective out there. Like maybe we think about like what these women, what the circumstances that these women are in are. And then, you know, it's pretty normal that when I get involved with something like that, there's like five other people on his friends list that step in and tell me that I'm stupid Mm. and I don't know what I'm talking about, but it was actually like a pretty constructive thing. And they were referencing articles and things like that. And, um, you know, at the end, I, I did have some things to say. I was like, you're clearly not, you're, you know, you're not considering both sides of this. You're saying a, a baby is a human and that's all you're concerned about. And, you know, in, in the same right, often these people that have those viewpoints are, you know, concerned about people living off their tax dollars and stuff like that. And that was kind of the other thing. It's like a lot of times these kids grow up to be in foster care and they don't get exposure to proper education or health care and things. So they're sick and they're, they're not very educated and they sometimes, you know, get involved in things that will cost taxpayers money and not be happy. Unfortunately, like we, you know, I think that's something that we should talk a little bit more about on some levels. Like we know what it, in some cases, like what it requires for a human to have, you know, maybe not to be happy, but to have the accessibility to happiness, you know, to the things that we all have. And then, you know, kind of gauge like the decision based on that and um i get it like a lot of people are just fixated on the fact that it's murder and things of that nature and there's a lot of you know weird parts of that but the whole reason i I bring that up is um to end the conversation like they were just like going off going off and i said look guys you know i I don't i I didn't intend on like spending my whole day you know having (laughs) this conversation um and so i'm gonna step away now i don't have time to look through all these links and stuff um, which I'd done my fair share up until that point. But I said, you know, I, I appreciate you guys standing up for what you believe in, um, even though I, you know, I may not agree with it. And sometimes that is enough for them because their reply was very positive. They were like, you know, we appreciate you listening kind of thing. And um, I think, you know, whether or not that does anything like right then and there, I think, you know, there there's a bit of a a, a longer term effect there of like, you know, being liberal and talking to someone who's on the other side of, of the coin and letting them know that, like, hey, I'm listening to you. Like, I'm giving you an opportunity to talk to me. And, like, so maybe, you know, they don't, they're not so aggressive when they approach someone else or they're not so um, concerned about just proving someone wrong, but rather talking about how they feel and why they feel that way. Because I think that's when we start getting into, like, really, like, changing people's minds. Mm-hmm. Or, which, you know, maybe not is is over, just allowing people to understand more because that's what we don't do a lot of is like actually trying to understand why people feel this way or what led them to feeling this way and trying to start there you know because the other part of that is like also going into it understanding that maybe you will change your mind like maybe this is not just a learning experience for them like so if you approach it like saying i'm going to educate this person like without the context of like maybe they're going to educate me is is always going to be a recipe for an argument and much less of like not a discussion um and so i i you know I, I think that's a necessary skill that we all need to like constantly work on um but i've got a friend who's super intelligent but also super caring and kind that seems to do a really good job of having discussions with people online um and it's interesting he's, he's a black guy and has a lot of discussions with people about race and like does a lot of like offering different perspectives and stuff like that. And, and it, it makes, you know, a lot of these, uh, for lack of a better term, racist white people, like even though they don't understand that they're racist necessarily, they don't understand that they're 
contributing to the systemic problems that exist and things of that nature. Uh, but he at least gets them to think about it and like gives them a platform to talk. And he's not just like, Hey, you're wrong. Like you're a terrible person. Go die somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's, I don't think ever going to really be productive. Yeah. Like, but I get it. It feels good sometimes, <coughs> but you got to ask yourself like why, yeah. Like <laughs> why, why it feels good or you yeah. know, when it's necessary. But I mean, I, I blame myself 100% for, for allowing that platform to make me, to waste as much of my time as it yeah. did, to make me angry with people I barely knew as much as it did, um, and also I don't, I don't think a lot of these people. D- I I think maybe they're misguided mm-hmm. on yeah, on some of their beliefs, but like I'd see them out and about in public and look at them and I'd be like, that dude's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, I'd be like, I barely know that dude. Yeah, like how, how much how much are you gonna sure. detach yourself from that emotion? Yeah, and it, like because at a certain point, like. If you just I'm like, like this oh, guy's he probably like, thinks I'm a scumbag. Yeah, this guy's like, oh, kill all of you know a specific race or a specific hair color or what, you know whatever. Like you know they have this bizarre viewpoint, and you desensitize yourself so mm-hmm. much that you're like, it's just people. Like yeah. that that becomes a problem at some point. So there obviously has to be some sort of balance. Um, but I you know I think the only reason the only way we're gonna like work within the system is to at least listen to each other, at least give each other a chance to talk and yeah. and. You think Facebook is finite? You think it's seeing its end, like its end yeah, days? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I think it's all cyclical for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, technology, sure, moves things along, and I think I'd say it's I'd say it's had a longer lifespan than I originally probably planned on it being around. Just because you saw what happened with LiveJournal and then MySpace, mm-hmm. Facebook, whatever else there was. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's definitely gonna like go in the history books as the one that like figured it out. Like, cause you know, it, it's funny to think about like. I used to work with a lot of like web developers and stuff, not developing myself, but through video and um, would always talk about how bad Facebook like looks and feels and the UI is like clunky and like, it's just really not well developed, but it's like, it's like the psychological stuff was heavily considered, I guess. And that's what keeps people tied in. Um, But yeah, I, I wonder what's next. And I wonder, you know, when, there will be a shift back into technology uh, being a time saver and not a time consumer because a lot of these organizations, you know, started out like trying to be a vehicle to help people save time, to help people connect easier, like in, a, in not only a better way, but an easier way, um, less time consuming fashion. Um, I mean, I would imagine that's why the telephone was initially like, so you can call someone rather than having to go to where they are. Um, but there became a point in time where where these algorithms started being designed to keep people on site, like because that's you know that's all it is. the way the system yeah. is built. Like you want people to stay on your website for as long as possible, and then you sell ads, and that's how you you know your business model works. Um, but I, I don't know exactly when that shift happened. I don't know a ton about that uh, sort of thing, but I, I know it is a thing. I've I've read about it, um, you know, with with a lot of different platforms, uh, Facebook in particular where that you know their internal workings like their design was to keep people there and it's like kind of back well that was number like, one priority <laughs> yeah now it is but it, yeah. it wasn't initially like mm-hmm. in i mean i i would assume like initially these platforms were designed to to allow you to experience life in a in a better way but in some way now like it's taken us away from that it's like sure. now look at this screen this thing that's not so tangible and you know take it with you everywhere mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, I wonder when that, that shift is going to happen. Um, I'll have to share a video with you someday where, where they, it, it talks about that a lot and they do such a, a really great job of talking about how technology is, has like pretty much all of it is, has become this thing where like they want you to spend the most time on their thing. Yeah. And it's like for advertising. Yeah. Reasons. Yeah. <coughs> and I mean the, the way Google's algorithm is built, like, you know, the longer they stay on your site, the, the better your site's going to be rated. Sure. You know? So, yeah. I mean, I get it. We, we all do it on some level, but it's, it's like even on Instagram now, like every four things you scroll through is an ad now. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's just ad after ad after ad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know. I, I feel like because Facebook, you know, acquired Instagram and sort of applied similar practices that maybe, you know, that will be, um, shorter lived now mm-hmm. than maybe it once was, um, you know, before they applied like the whole algorithm approach to the your feed and stuff like that, but sure. Um, Speaking of ads, let's talk about uh, commercial work, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I I I. Um, You're a busy dude. Yeah, definitely. It, it's <laughs> I, I've grown to learn that I that's just me. Like I try my best to like not be busy, but if I have space in my life, I will consume some other task to make myself feel like I'm busy. And I don't know what, what that is, uh, necessarily that drives that. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been a very, uh, easy transition into the commercial world since the last time we talked. Um, I, I think that has a lot to do with like coming to a community, like coming out of Jack's, like where was kind of just our hub. We traveled all the time to do music stuff and then coming to Pensacola where there is a growing, creative community which is like really strong like in a in a lot of ways in my opinion um and so it's 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 made the transition rather simple there's a lot of uh, freelancers around uh that are you know helping out the the production companies like ours to to make cool stuff and just to make it possible without having them like staffed you know we just get them when the job comes up which is a lot like how bigger markets work and um yeah i mean if if uh, the plan had gone the way it was supposed to, uh, I wouldn't be here right now. The, sure. the plan was actually to go out west. <coughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, it, it's gone so well in Pensacola that that we've decided to kind of hang out and be a part of the growing community there, and um, kind of see where where we can go, like kind of stretch our arms to the closer cities and and become a part of those markets. And then, I mean that that's kind of the the thing that seems to happen, like a lot of the really talented people will go to bigger markets, develop their connections, you know, network and build, you know, their portfolio and things like that. And then they go to smaller cities that are a little, you know, to easier actually live for them to live mm-hmm. and raise a family mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I, the, the easiest way that I've been able to articulate staying in Pensacola is I can now be a big part of something smaller uh, but very unique and and tailored and and specific to like what we want it to be or I can go somewhere like LA and just like be catching up like being a small part of something really big mm-hmm. um which you know I, I guess when you think about that you gotta a- ask yourself that on a lot of levels like because we all sort of have a like what if I did this or what if I did that and um you see like living in a small town you see like everything is kind of behind the ball. Like there's, there's really not like anything highly innovative happening in 
smaller cities a lot of times. Like, they're always catching up to the bigger cities um, in some ways, but I guess that's just a perspective thing based on how you look at it because every, every city has its own life about it and its own unique approach to things. Um, but, like, for instance, you know, I think about, like, getting a psychiatrist, you know, just a therapist, uh, I should say, uh, uh, to, you know, just kind of check in with yourself. I'm a firm believer that, that everyone should have that opportunity to talk to someone um, I'm really uh, not interested in doing that in Pensacola. Uh, there's just a strong religious, you know, sort of influence. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't really say that until I've tried it. Um, but I, I did some research on therapists in the area and, and, uh, was just like, yeah, maybe I just like do this when I go to a more progressive place that would mm-hmm. kind of accept well, things. or you can just find a decent therapist in your area, right? There's, I mean, there's got to be, there's, I mean, yeah, I not everyone has to have that mindset. <coughs> we all live here, and we don't. Yeah, yeah, certainly. we don't live that way. Certainly, but you know, maybe I'll just take some mushrooms and figure, let them have it. Figure it out for <laughs> myself. <laughs> nah, get the information. Well, I mean, they're doing a lot of studies, mm. like like psychoactive drugs in, in sure curing depression and things like that yeah 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 especially with like psilocybin and and mm-hmm. even like microdosing it and stuff that because it there was a, a huge uh there it wasn't studied for several years mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah i mean a, a lot like all the the things that threaten the economy or you know the economy of these big businesses and things like that they get introduced and people's like well maybe we should research it because there could be some benefits and you know money just puts their foot down on mm-hmm. top of it and covers it up and we never get to research it or study it and we just deem it like this, you know, terrible thing. Sure. And I mean, I don't, it's funny, like even talking to my parents who are like pretty open with that stuff, like about my experience with things like mushrooms and, and, uh, just being very particular about, you know, it's not like uh, somebody who's like, Oh, I'll get some mushrooms. And I'm like, Hey, I'll try that. Like, you know, it's very, a very um, particular approach to it and, and had sort of some goals like going into it, uh, okay. uh, understanding like, you know, how it made people feel and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it changed my life completely. Like I will openly say I'd pro- I'll probably continue to do it once a year if I can Yeah, on, on some level. Yeah. It's been years for me, man. I gotta yeah. be, I'd have to really, I'd have to do like you just said. I'd have to have an approach to it. Yeah. I, I couldn't be just like at a music festival and someone's like, you want to take these mushrooms? Like seven, eight, nine years ago, I'd be like, hell yeah, I want to take those See, mushrooms. Never, Let's have fun. Yeah, I never had that. I'm on uh, weight. But yeah, like, I would need to use it to get the information now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, um, I mean, I, just about every single time I've ever done it, it's been a, a really positive experience. Like mm-hmm. there's been subtle moments of anxiety and things like that tied into it, but um I mean, there's a tremendous amount of research that suggests it changed your life for, like, the next year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just your perspective on things. When's the um, last time you ate mushrooms? <laughs> like, last week? <laughs> <laughs> this is about a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but interestingly enough, that one was a really positive experience, but I think um, they had, they were uh, stored too long, and they didn't okay. have, like, a real intense effect. Yeah. Um, but... It was, you know, we went to the beach and had plans for someone, you know, to come and pick us up at a certain time. And, um, yeah, if you ever get the experience or you're curious about the experience, do it in nature because that's, like, the one space that there's there's very few things in nature that have it out for you or, or you know, 
have any ill intentions associated with you or you don't really have like you don't have a connection with the ocean that has like layers of you know things that you could explore like so you're you're on mushrooms with somebody that you're really close to and you had this bad thing between you and that thing comes up and that that thing will like live between you during that time very very much so you'll hold on to it at, at least me personally and um so doing it in nature it's like it's it 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 very much feels like the world's accepting you on like a super deep level mm-hmm. and um i don't know i i guess if you if you have enough um experience with like how detrimental humans have been to the planet and things like maybe maybe that's a little you know you feel like you're not supposed to be there and that could happen but i you know (laughs) 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 that's a meta thing that yeah maybe a lot of us wouldn't go through but me personally like anytime i've been in nature like it it makes everything exponentially better sure yeah because that's what it's about. It's it's a perspective thing, and it, it allows you to look at the world mm-hmm. for how big it is, and and you can get some scene changes if need be, you know, like yeah, you can find if other you can make it there, yeah, other other things I've to wanted explore. to do a lot of things on mushrooms <laughs> in it, so um, <laughs> never happened. Um, did I ever tell you about the video we tried to shoot? No. Um, yeah. So I have a, a friend of mine who's a musician that I met when I was in Amsterdam, and um, shortly after we met. You know, she had just started like busking and was traveling and um, did some, you know, I was like, hey, you got to go to Lake Como. It's like the best thing in the world. And she went there, did some recordings and they blew up. And like, long story short, like she has a fantastic career in music. I, I say fantastic. At, at least she's reached a lot of people with her music, sure. which is like what her intentions were. Um, and so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I, you know, I happened to take some mushrooms one time and I had a camera in my hand and I was like, looking at things in a very different way. And so I've been very curious about like having some, having a guide, like someone there to be present to like, make sure we're, we're accomplishing something <laughs> um, and, and kind of let, you know, that experience guide, sure. guide that. Someone and, who um, understands what's going on too, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Who's been there, someone um, who's been there before. Yeah. And right. so Austin was that, that person for us. Um, and, you know, I'd like to try it again someday. I think then I was just a little inexperienced as to like what it might take um, to get there, and what and technology was very different uh, as far as the cameras were concerned. And like, how do I hit this button? No, well, we were <laughs> we were shooting at night, and like when we looked at the footage afterwards, like everything was so dark. Sure. Like I, because that's the thing. Like things are a lot more vibrant mm-hmm. when you're on mushrooms. So what I what I thought I could see very clearly yeah. in camera in in hindsight it was like the footage looks a, a lot little, different later it was just a little too dark yeah um and so it it became a process we got some really cool stuff out of it we had a blast doing it but long story short it never turned into like the music video that i was kind of hoping it mm-hmm. would be um you should have taken mushrooms in the editing process as well yeah that's maybe. that that I, was the that disconnect would be s- extremely difficult <laughs> 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 yeah that would be very difficult. I mean, you you, you reach such a like uh, a deep layer of yourself that like your your physical ability to do things I think kind of comes oh, back because you're you're so consumed by your mind that like as soon as you yes. try to do something with your hands, which takes you know much more time than it does for you to process information in your brains, so, like you go. Like oh I'm gonna pick up this phone and like go to pick up the phone and I'm immediately like I'm on another I'm in another yeah. s- another it's a subject different thing already. Yeah. yeah um which is like 
you know, the first time we ever took them, we, we all had these like sort of mantras that we attached to. And my thing was like, I need to write something. I need to write something down. Like I just kind of said that all night because I was just like hitting these things. I was like, I need to remember this. I yeah, those aha know. moments. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and you definitely need to write, for sure. There was three of us and um, one of them was exactly, which, you know, he was just like sort of, you know, we would be talking about stuff and he would latch onto it. He was like, exactly. Like, that was just his thing. Like, exactly. Like, everything. And then the other guy's thing was, it's a balance. Like, he's like, everything is a balance. Everything is a balance. And it's so funny. Like, and I would say, like, you know, to a lot of people uh, who have never had that experience or are maybe not necessarily open to that experience, which I could totally understand why some people wouldn't be. I don't think it's for everyone, but it seems really elementary. But, we eventually got a pen and paper, which is what I was looking for the entire night. Not necessarily like searching. How did it feel when you found it? But yeah, well, I think someone you, gave. I think he, they gave it to me. Like they were like, "Here's a paper. Here's a pen." Like you know, maybe they were like, oh, "That's exactly what yeah. I needed." Yeah, no, that's exactly what it was. And maybe they were just like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like write, you know, write, write this shit down. But. Um, what I, I drew, like, what was very similar to, like, a sound wave. It was just, like, an up and down and up and down. And what I was sort of referencing was the experience that we were having. Like, we would find synergy, and we would kind of reach this peak, and then we would kind of come down from it. And we'd all... It's, it's, the thing about it is it's very much what happens in real life. It's very much what's going to happen it's in just this... just amplified. This conversation. It's exactly. really amplified, yeah. It's exactly what happens in this conversation between you and I. We find synergy in what we're talking about. We eventually reach the peak of that. We kind of try to, like, still talk about it, and we realize it's done. And mm. then we're, like, kind of quiet, and, and very much how this kind of started. Sure. We're, like, talking about alligators, and <laughs> neither one of us give a shit about alligators. Um, at least I assume you don't. Um, um, only ones in captivity. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but yeah. So uh, I, I think you know, simple things like that have have the potential to definitely like change your life. To just be aware that those kinds of things happen, and not, you know, when you get to the peak, like not making you know bizarre decisions around that, knowing that there always is like something like a downfall after that. Which I don't. It's I don't mean the balance. To say, well, exactly. <laughs> let me let me get to that. Um, and so, uh, well, it, 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 it's very much like uh, what meditation is, is the balance is like figuring out like that those things happen and kind of letting them come and go. Um, and you realizing that the awkward silence that happens is not a problem. Like, you know, you will find your synergy somewhere, mm -hmm. like w whether it's a conversation or you're working on something. And the thing about this is, so I, I drew like a big sound wave and I was like, wait, wait, wait. And I drew, like, along that sound wave, the up and down, I drew smaller, like, up up and downs because I, like, that's kind of the thing. Like, sometimes it's very minute. And then sometimes there's this overarching, like, and I think if you were to, like, constantly scale back, uh, like, very much like looking at stocks, like, you, you look at the cyclical thing that's happened and then you zoom out and you see that it's happened before and you zoom out, you see that it's happened before almost to the point that you can't see the thing that happened to you in the last three weeks, like where your stock just plummeted sure. and you yeah. look at it from that perspective and it's actually just an uh, it's a upward yeah, line. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's, you know, kind of the approach, but my, my, uh, friend who was on the whole balance thing, like that's what he did. He was like, let me see, let me see. And he drew a line straight through it and you'll never guess what, what it Austin was exactly, it, but <laughs> you'll never guess what his reply was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, exactly. <laughs> like, he, got, he got super on board with it. Like, 
most fun you know we, well, we ever had like, <laughs> it was it was a blast and and it changed my life in a lot of ways and i maybe leave it there it's, the, this it's, was the most recent one this is no no no, no this ago, is the first time is, i ever oh, did it in my oh life. okay yeah okay um which wasn't that long ago because uh, i you know growing up was uh rode motocross a lot and was very much out of like the normal life of a teenager mm -hmm. i didn't drink or smoke or anything like that um maybe in intermittently, but smoking, like I n I'd never smoked pot in my life until like end of senior year. Mm -hmm. Like it just, you know, which all my friends had had or did at the time. And um, so it was a bit of a late bloomer in that respect, I guess. But I, I appreciated that because had I found mushrooms in high school, I would have just maybe looked at it as, as like, you know, something to get high on, but it's like sure. the complete opposite of getting high. It's it's like a deep deep dive into your soul, mm -hmm. like trying to you know figure out who you are as a person. And you know, I would argue that the people who are like, oh, you know, they they don't want to accept the fact that this could be reality are the people that probably shouldn't take mushrooms because they have insecurities like deep within them that they need to work out before they get there. And maybe mushrooms are the thing that kind of help them do that. Uh, but for me personally, like when I have things going on internally that i need to fix i need to do that on earth and then like kind of go back i think i think you're exactly right on that um there's the, from the few experiences that i've had dealing with mushrooms I, i've had i've been at some very very uh if we want to talk about your science your, your sound waves i've been at super high points when i've had mushrooms and it's been a mm -hmm. completely different thing versus when i was at a pretty low point in my life and yeah. i've taken mushrooms but either way i've learned from from different things from them every time that I've taken them. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And also each time I took them, it wasn't just like, okay, let's party. You know, there, there have been one or two times where I was just at a music festival, but you'll learn some shit at a music festival too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like real oh, yeah. quick. No, I mean, I would um, argue anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what's your experience like? I mean, what's your take on like, Larry, let me ask you this. Why have you not done them in so long? Uh, I don't know. I've, to be honest with you, I've, I've been considering lately trying to go back and, and see how it is because I've made a lot of positive changes in my life over the last six, seven, eight years. Uh, a lot of that I would attribute to the relationship that I had with my wife and just having someone else that I needed to, you know, I, w I wouldn't say that's dependent on me, but like I have to consider everything that I do for that person. Yeah. You got to find a, you know, a balance there. Everything that, that I do, everything that I do affects, affects them mm -hmm. for sure. hundred percent. And that that in turn has a, has caused me to make some positive changes in my life, and I'm I'm way happier now than I was in my mid twenties. Yeah, uh, Shane and I were talking about that before you came in today, just about how much different life is now uh, than it was a decade ago, and how how the fuck did we even make it here? Yeah, you know, um, was that in between? Rather, you guys unscathed. talking about how much of an asshole I was for being late? Oh, we didn't care. We had stuff to do <laughs> anyway. We had plenty to do. We were in. We were developing the show, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But but I think it would be. I, I've been considering lately, like maybe I do need to go back and and revisit that. And of course, in you know, in the last eight nine years, uh, my perspective has changed as well. So it's going to be a different thing. It's going to be a different experience. I just you know, do I need it? Like what? What? What if I unlock something I don't want to? What you know? So I, I'm not sure. It's if it's a. Yeah, I mean, what? How do you dictate what you need? Who knows exactly? So the mushrooms do. <laughs> they'll yeah, let, they'll so let you yeah. know pretty quickly. Well, you know, I would argue um, that. That's funny you mentioned the straight line though. 
and when Austin was like, exactly, because that's so many people. And I feel like in our society, everyone wants to just be on that straight line all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone's on medication. That's why everyone's just trying to figure out. They just they don't they just want to be in this comfort area. Yeah, it's just but they like to ride line. roller coasters. Sure, and it's. <laughs> it's a balance, man, because, uh, you know, they, there's, there have been times when I've just, f- like, felt sheer elation and been so excited and been like, don't get too excited about this because you're going to feel like shit in a few days. Like, they, like how excited you are now, you're going to experience yeah. the, the polar opposite, opposite of that sometime in your future. I think probably relatively soon. Yeah. So if you can mitigate that, I don't know. Certainly. I feel like I'm just rambling now. No, no, no. I, 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 I think that's, like, something we all consider and for me personally like thinking about myself versus like what other people need have realized that everybody needs something different and and everybody you know is is been somewhat uh shaped or influenced by their life experiences that has led them to you know desiring one versus the other and everybody's just got their their different kind of balance of things but I, i think you know one of the things that a lot of people need to accept is like if you want to be extremely happy like that is a that is a a very you know um big emotion like if you were to look at it as like the line is kind of ground zero Mm -hmm. like you can go down you can dig dig a hole or you can you know climb a mountain uh metaphorically and if you you know the higher you climb you know Maybe a good analogy would be like the the bigger you know the fall might be from up there, and I think like to experience those kinds of emotions like is can be problematic for some people. Some people don't have whether it's the desire or the capacity, the emotional stability to like deal with extreme happiness and extreme mm-hmm. sadness. Um, but I, I think it you know we're all fit for different levels of it. I should say I don't want to say people aren't there, but like some people find happiness in the small things in the 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 consistent approach and i understand like this ideology of like needing to to you know have a family and and this you know biological need to like reproduce and some of those things require a little bit more of a ground zero approach like you need stability to to be there for someone um and so like different things come up in your life that that make you you know start to wonder like how can I find that ground zero for me so that I don't have to be on this roller coaster all the time and so that I can't someone can depend on me and I we can grow together and I think it's all you know looking at the big picture like if you're and maybe that's the thing that we forget but like why are you you know building this family it's because like together hopefully you want to be climbing this mountain and Mm -hmm. reaching this like extreme level of happiness but anything you know has its cost and and I think you know, one of the things that I think about a lot is musicians and how, you know, most, I would say most, I, I, I've run into people who, who are, are very careful about, you know, talking about this, especially with aspiring musicians, but with musicians who have like touched me in a really deep way with, with their art, have experienced like some really terrible things and, and, it's like they reached that depth of sadness that they were no longer like, you know, afraid to not afraid, but no longer, they were very prepared to be super happy and to be super forthcoming with their emotions and vulnerable and all these things that I think can lead to either or can, can, 
make you, you know, so vulnerable that, you know, something happens that you feel beaten and broken or can make you feel so happy because you've connected with people on a level that most people don't connect on. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, there's a recipe for everyone and, and, what the answer is is just a matter of like what you can deal with in your life because that's exhausting like Mm -hmm. being super happy and being super depressed and going through those kinds of things um is is and maybe depressed is not the right word because that's sort of more like a more clinical thing that you know people fight with and can be like a genetic you know makeup that sort of puts them in that space but um i also think like you know you you think about things like famous people and you know there are a lot of practical reasons that you could say like, yeah, of course they're unhappy. Like they can't go out in public and like not be recognized for a character that they played. Like they're not looked at as like real people sometimes. Um, but they're also like experiencing life on like a totally at a totally different like level of intensity mm-hmm. that, you know, of course they, they, they break at some point. Sure. I think we all do. But everyone does. Yeah. 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 At some it's just, point, it's just, they're doing it in a, in a more public way or a more intense way, maybe because they're, yeah certainly um and so yeah i mean again i i I think you know we all sort of recognize these things whether or not we we um really hone in on it and Mm -hmm. like put it in a in a practical way like so that we can talk about it with words uh but uh i think we all kind of have our own our own like recipe for happiness i guess but sure well it's a goal I think it's strange that happiness is a goal. I'm actually reading this book right now called The Happiness Hypothesis, and it's, it's using kind of ancient ancient kind of wisdom to, uh, to to apply it to modern day happiness. And I have to be careful with it because sometimes like I'll be I'll be uh, listening to it and I'll be like, oh, this is bullshit. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, you can take something from that. You can apply that to something. But for me, uh, from I've I've had some experiences with some extreme lows. I've just gotten better at at fixing them now. Yeah, or understanding that, you know, they're fixable. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just knowing that, like, you're not, I mean, first and foremost, you're not alone. Like, mm-hmm. we're all human, and, and some people do experience it at different levels, mm-hmm. and, and, like, it's, you know, different for, for those people. But I think we spend a lot of time in being people who have it a lot harder than we do. So, sure. like, we're, like, you know, I wish, you know, I could connect with people the way that they do. Like, it's just, like, understand that that comes at a cost. Like, mm-hmm. those those people that have this deeper connection to everything around them, it's it's taxing on them. And yeah. it, it makes life hard. And, and for some of us, unfortunately, you know, we, we reach um, certain depths of that where we don't feel like there's any coming back from it. We don't feel like there's any you know, source of, of joy left on this planet for us and, and things of that nature. But, and, and which I'm talking about suicide, you know, people Mm -hmm. who who eventually um, turn to that because they feel alone and scared and they don't know that there's, you know, a way out of it. And again, you know, the clinical side of that is, is very different and, and I'm not in any way a therapist or qualified to necessarily talk about any of that. But, um, I think, in a lot of ways, it's it's uh, a natural thing, and I think we, you know, we'll all be better for accepting that. Like we all have the possibility of like being in that space, and you know, sure. Are you optimistic about the future? <sighs> maybe not necessarily for yourself, but like uh, just I mean, maybe for yourself, for the community, for the 
for the USA, for the country, for the world, for the planet that uh, is falling to shit by more and more every day? How do you? Yeah. Do you get, so are you optimistic? I I can approach that from a few different angles. Um, for the world, yes, uh, because I think you know the the world has has uh, you know gone through tougher things than humans and. You know, I think we'll eventually die off, and the world will be okay. It will regenerate, and yeah, we'll, probably sooner we'll, than later, man. We'll take yeah, take care of itself, which leads to our next uh, category: <laughs> people, like the community. Like I'm not necessarily optimistic for people as a whole, I, and I, what's the word you know, necessarily mean? Optimism, like it, uh, I'm not optimistic at the hope for like it being sustainable, like if that that will be mm-hmm. here forever. Um, or even for a, um, for as long as we've been here thus far, we're way beyond halfway. I think, um, but I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, I'm I'm a uh, optimistic like in my own life, certainly, uh, and and I think I don't know. It's this weird thing like you think about like if you're on the right path to like die happy or die fulfilled and. But like in the grand scheme of things, what does that mean? Um, so you, you've got to like try not to be emo- everything and nothing. Yeah, well, you right. got to try not to be emotionally <laughs> detached from your own happiness because mm. like that's that's the thing too. And and in some ways, like if there if if I believed there was an afterlife and you were able to uh, in the future look back down on the earth and see how you affected it, then you know it it. M- provides a little more context to like being good to the world and sure. to the earth and things like that. Um, but you know, thinking about future generations, but also thinking about the fact that you don't necessarily think that you'll have any perspective on what future generations experience because you're dead, um, can have a grim sort of like, you know, outcome. Cause like, then you're like, well, fuck, fuck the world. Cause like, yeah, you know. well, there's also a, a, a pretty huge sect of people who, who do believe in, an afterlife, yeah. Who certainly. don't who don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Who, um, d- who don't consider this is a weird doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's a strange thing. It is very much so. Um, and I think our ideas about you know human life and things like that are very seem to contrast very much with political viewpoints and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, but. I don't, you know what though? I've quit. I've quit considering a lot of that stuff. I've quit calling it political stuff because it's not like. I I feel like a lot of times when you call something political, you can almost dismiss it. You know, I've spent a large things you can't dismiss a large part of my life like asking myself what is politics because like we talk about the politics of this and the politics of that, but we're not necessarily talking about like politics like the government. We're talking about Mm -hmm. the politics of people. Sure, you know, and um, yeah, it. It's all kind of political, and, and mm-hmm. so you could all make it political in one way or another. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if if we just wanted to even take the uh, the Christian community, and you know, a large a large percentage of the Christian community would you would identify as uh, a conservative base, and, and and you know, those people are are Team Donald Trump now. And what perplex <coughs> what perplexes the fuck out of me is Christ. Christ was uh, uh, an example. You know, and mm-hmm. I, growing up in the church, they always told me Christians should, you know, you should be a baby Christ. You should, you should model your life after Christ. Well, the the things that we're seeing out of uh, our president, who who is just like 
almost another God to these people, it seems like, is, is everything completely opposite of Christ. And it just, it's confusing me terribly. Yeah. Yeah, you I know? mean, I, I think, you know, like anything, we, we sort of latch onto the things that we like about something. And I think, you know, religion has is, is a, a fine example of that. And I'm speaking, you know, to anyone out there who is religious and doesn't agree with me, you know, there's a good chance that you're right. I didn't grow up in a church, and I have an outside perspective on that. I, I grew up in the South, so, you know, you're there's definitely that. familiar. Yeah. yeah, I'm familiar. But um, I think, you know, certain groups of people in, in you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying certain churches uh, latch on to certain things about the Bible and Jesus that they like and they, do to, they don't like. And I, I don't say that in a – maybe it is problematic in some way, but I don't perceive it as problematic because we all do that. We all – idolize people for certain things and um we we if somebody is really great we might turn a blind eye to some of the things about them that aren't that really that great because we we want to still think that they're great sure a classic example that would be on the left like obama had more drone strikes than any president ever yeah (laughs) like like murdered several thousands of civilians yeah (laughs) Yeah. well well, we can't talk about that yeah exactly yeah and and i think that's where the whole listening thing comes in like because people are going to reference those things and you can't you know yeah you can't dismiss facts yeah exactly and you can't like say well but what about this like you know it's not a comparison necessarily Mm -hmm. it's worse you know (laughs) i mean you can compare this president to past presidents all you'd like but we're here now and like you know May, you can do that for the sake of learning. Like they did this and it worked. Mm-hmm. So like let's try to replicate that. Um, but for the sake of arguing, you know, with other people, it's it seems kind of uh, not productive. In yeah. A way. Do you so vote? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, like when it's open, do you like t- do you partake in like the local stuff? I will bear my soul a bit and say that I did not vote before Obama. Um, okay. And. Um, but I mean, that was your age anyway. Like you probably couldn't. That was in what? Oh well, eight. You might have been able to vote in oh four, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Close. Yeah. So that, but ev- like in the the midterm elections and things like sure. that. Like I didn't. I will say this. I I don't know the exact uh, math of that or like when I was. I didn't start voting as soon as I could. Sure. Um, I had uh, this sort of idea that I I just learned about the electoral college at a young age and was very um, like that's fucked up yeah exactly. <laughs> and i was like okay well this is stupid like this doesn't matter um but as i got older i, I don't know it's, it's like a weird thing because i think politics are way more worn on our sleeves now than they ever were and and i have to consider the fact that i was younger and maybe i just didn't have the perspective of like my parents did where they're they they just didn't talk to kids about it like because I don't talk to kids about politics sure. like um, but you see things like um, you know the kids from Florida like traveling the world to like try and educate people on gun safety or or you know the problem of like guns at all or you know because of the the school shooting um, and that gives me a bit of hope you know I guess to think that that people are on board at that level um, and I and I think. The only way that, you know, the system would ever change, which I feel um, like I shouldn't talk about stuff when it comes to politics a lot, because I, I feel like it would take an, uh, a career to necessarily like understand it properly. Uh, but 
in order for things to change, like in a in a what seems to be or what is supposed to be a democratic system, uh, we all have to be upset enough, like to to not maybe not upset, but you know, we all have to have enough of an opinion to to make change happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like things like the electoral college and how screwed that is, like if we just turn a blind eye and we're like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, not going to participate. It's just how it is, man. Yeah, it's never going to change. But if we get, you know, I I mean, it's like if if I'm upset about that for the next 40 years, like maybe when I'm 49, it changes. Like, Mm. and and throughout those years, I could have been like, well, it's never going to change. You know, like you just don't know like whether it's going to change or not. But if we can educate you know, kids, um, and, and let them be a part of that conversation. I I think we have a better chance of, of, you know, morphing the world into what they want it to be, because that's the thing that we all have to accept is like a lot of our country is run by people who won't be here in 20 years. I've had that same conversation on here. I believe in a maximum voting age. Okay. Yeah, sure. If there's a minimum one, there should be a maximum one. Yeah, yeah, certainly. If if the average that lifespan is seventy eight years old, if you make it past seventy eight, that's all bonus time. You're good. You don't get to vote anymore. Yeah. You don't get to dictate how how the people who are going to be here for the next seventy years behind you get to live. Yeah, or maybe like you know? a like a segmented thing, but which you know probably would never work, and just would be another recipe for like um, uh, a tainted system, mm-hmm. you know, because there's just more variables, but. Um, yeah, maybe like a cat, uh, like older people are voting on issues that, you know, relate to them, like Medicare sure. and Medicaid and things like that. But even then, like, you know, younger people are paying into that. So. Yeah, and they're going to be the um, ones who have to really. I mean, if you look at it, if you vote on a policy, it normally takes several years before that yeah. policy actually goes into effect. Yeah. So a lot of times they're going to be gone anyway. And then it's the people who were younger than them that uh, have to deal with. What was the result of that balance. conversation? Oh. <laughs> I th- wasn't it Parker? I th- Parker's we a talk, politician. We talk, we talk about so he, he, I think he was like, hmm, this is an interesting concept. <laughs> it was a, a total, uh, oh, so he didn't uh, have a total to politician uh, response. No, okay. no, he, he, he said that, you know, there's, there would definitely be some benefits yeah. of it, but good, good luck, basically. See, that's an interesting thing to come yeah. in here, like knowing that people in your community will be listening to what you say and will treat you accordingly. Like in his case, like being sure. a politician, that's everywhere he goes. Like, sure. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about that. Um, I was just listening to my favorite podcast yesterday, which is uh, Beautiful Anonymous, which is an anonymous thing where so people just say whatever is on their mind. Yes, and they they with, talk uh, about Chris really, yeah, yeah. <coughs> really personal things. Um, and I, I had like when you asked me yesterday to, to uh, be on this, I, I sort of like had a moment of reminding myself that like I'm not anonymous and like maybe mm-hmm. I should, you know, not. I just shouldn't be deeply personal on, you know, there are some things maybe I should avoid about Mm -hmm. myself um, or, you know, about how I view things around me or, um, so yeah, kind of a, a well, we already know you're a drug head. (laughs) (laughs) We 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 talked, we talked about mushrooms for 30 minutes. So you're already going to hell for that. I, and I, the weird thing is I love mushrooms to death, but I've done very few drugs in my life. Yeah. Um, which, I want to do acid. I just don't know that I ever will. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't know that I have the mental stability to do so. Like, I'm pretty... I don't know if anybody does. I think that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know a lot of people that, like, <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> never taken acid. So let me tell you this story. My roommate in Jacksonville is a very good friend of mine, lived with us for four years, um, got this idea that he wanted to take acid and, like, 
acquire like we lived together and we were all very close it was very not very much like we come home and talk every day we were very much like a family it wasn't the roommate situation where we avoided each other mm-hmm. um and he you know talked a little bit about wanting to take acid and then one day like walks out the back door and we had this huge field behind our house and he's like out in the field for hours and he comes back and he's like oh i just took acid i'm like what? <laughs> like the weirdest <laughs> way to approach that to, yeah. to me like he just like he got acid like we're all in the house and he, <laughs> he just he walked out. exits the house and like we're like where's ronnie and he like he's like dude i took acid and he's like telling us all about it he's probably still tripping a little bit and i'm just like whoa what a bizarrely like strong approach like mm-hmm. he was very confident like what he wanted to you know what his intentions were in that case sure and, um, and to go and to go experience the first time on acid alone like with, with, with yeah, no exa- companion. exactly <laughs> i was just like what so that's a strong yeah. mind yeah. I, don't, I don't uh i unfortunately don't talk to him nearly as much as i should uh he's like a brother to me uh but I, i'm curious if he's ever done it again since which mm. he's had kids he just had his second kid now so i would imagine not but i don't know i think um you know it it affects people differently it seems like you know i've heard um people like my cousin who is like a stand-up human being like one of the nicest people in the world very kind like has a daughter of his own and, and is a stellar dad and just friend to everyone uh loves acid and he says acid is less intense than mushrooms because it's like it's pure it's more pure it's you don't get the sort of like you know i guess because mushrooms you're like kind of poisoning your system and it's you know acting the way it is Uh, um and acid is more of a a clinical approach i think that could be argued the opposite way as well i that that's every other person that's ever talked to me is like sure Acid is like mushroom on steroids. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not doing that. You, def- like, <laughs> you definitely know you're taking a chemical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's definitely present. So that, I mean, when people say that to me, I'm like, nope, that's not for me. Because, like, I'll, I take, like, a gram and a half of mushrooms, and I'm like, I feel like I'm an avatar. Like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking outside, like, look at the trees. Yeah. Man. Like, just, like, super into it. Um, I mean, they're, they're similar they're similar experiences, yeah. but they're, they're also... Singular. I've also heard people that kind of say that, like it's just a very different thing, mm-hmm. you know, kind of approach. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll get there one like day. Like for for me, mushrooms was more of like you feel it coming on, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm there. With yeah. acid, I just went from being straight to like, bing. Yeah, mushrooms is like, like there's a buzz with acid. Okay, there's that's like the thing. That's the thing that a lot bing. of people don't. Like you're on a different fucking wavelength. Yeah, it's it's a that noise. It sounds very like to me. It's exactly what acid is yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and I'm never digging it <laughs> the first time I did was at Bonnaroo in 06 and these okay. uh, these beautiful young ladies came up and asked me to help them put their tent together and I was about 30 minutes outside of the dose that I ate and I was like I'd love to help you put your tent together <laughs> so so I get like halfway through putting this tent together I have one pole in one hand and one in the other and it's just ding and I look I have a pole in one hand and I look like that like five minutes there like dude You've been standing with those poles in your hand for like five minutes. What's going on? And like, you know, I'm like, okay, I have this one in here. Like, very simple task. Yeah. But, and I was like, uh, I can't help you with your tent anymore. <laughs> I gotta go. I need you to help me with your tent. I need you to take these. Yeah, take these, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I immediately, I immediately went back to my camp and I said, 
we need to go watch some music or something. Yeah. I got to get out of here you for a minute. need some stimulation. Yeah, sure. I can't. I can't put tense together any, no longer. <laughs> like, yeah. One plus one didn't equal two, bro. Yeah. It's different. It's funny that you say that because I had a, a similar experience the first time whenever. How did we get back on taking drugs? Oh, we just, just like, we like the, talking the about the drug it. episode. <laughs> um, it, I, I had a, a, we were trying to watch a video, like a, a skimboarding video that we, we were just like super into at this time. And we were like, oh, you, you know, we loved all of the music on it. Like, we used to sing it all the time. And so we were like, this will be great. Like, and um, I had to hook the PlayStation up. And the TV is, like, in viewpoint of the kitchen. And they're standing behind the counter in the kitchen. And I, like, have the, you know, old RGB cables or, you know, whatever this cable is in, in my hand. Like, uh, red, yellow, yeah, yeah. white. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm, like, standing behind the TV so the cables are color-coded and the TV is color-coded and I just could not wrap mm-hmm. my mind around plugging them in. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, You're I was like, like people drive on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, and they were like yelling at me. They're like, plug it in, plug it in. And I'm just like, ah, I can't do it guys. Like I just like my brain was just going and going and like, I just could not focus enough to do it. And in hindsight, I think like they were standing 10 feet away from me yelling at me to plug this thing in, like, why didn't they just come over and fucking plug it? <laughs> they were in the same place I was, you know. <laughs> well, that would have required them not getting up, having to. Well, walk they were standing up actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I remember, like, just about everything on those experiences. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to, you know, explore more. Like, I, I'd love to do the whole ayahuasca thing at some point, you know. Yeah, yeah, that stuff k- kind of scares me, man. I hear about people pissing and shitting on themselves and like yeah, yeah, thirty six yeah. hours long. Yeah, uh, I just too, too much. it seems yeah. I, I think I'm. I don't know. Who knows, man? You never <coughs> yeah, know. it seems intense, but you know, yeah. I, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen to me in the next couple of years that might cause me to need to go do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, again, like, what's the need? Like, it, I mean, I think what we need is food and water. But yeah, like beyond that, it's all relative. Well, like, I mean, the need for me to go seek that. That kind of yeah, because yeah. like I said, it's a different perspective now. It's not just about me like yeah, yeah let's try to do these drugs. Let's but that's the thing. Like somebody with a right. different perspective yeah. could argue that everyone needs that. You know, everyone sure. You know, and and that's my thing. It's like I, you know, would probably die happier just knowing that I tried it because mm-hmm. there's not people going and like dying at high rates like doing it. Like yeah. so, it's it it's you know you, I get I choose to get in a car every day. Like I chose to get a driver's license because I want to experience what it was like to. Mm. drive a car i mean granted that's a, a huge need to like you know live a normal life in in areas like where we live but um yeah i don't know i i, I want to like take myself to i'm a very firm believer that in order for me to be happy i have to kind of get in the trenches every now and then mm-hmm. and not to to relate that experience to the trenches but like i love being like vulnerable and uncertain and unstable at certain times like i, I think it it does a lot for me as a human. And sure. It helps me kind of decipher like what I want out of life in a lot of ways. And, um, yeah, I mean, every single time I've gone through really, really difficult stuff, I come out like a better person, mm-hmm. like, and on, a, on so many levels, like better to other people, but also like tremendously better to myself. And that's like the big lesson in all of this is like, you can't be good for anyone else until you figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. for you figure out what you need and what makes you happy. And, uh, maybe, you know, happiness is relative on a lot of levels too, but what, you know, what allows me to be stable enough to like be there for other people and to, you know, love other, someone else, you know, wholeheartedly and stuff like that. Um, but that's an evolutionary thing too. It's it's changing all the time. You got to check in with yourself Mm -hmm. and, 
I wish I lived in a place where like therapy was like super normal. Like, I think it's becoming more so. A yeah, lot of, certainly. A lot of certainly. friends that I've spoken with recently have like kind of opened up to me about their experiences with therapy. I don't know why, um, <laughs> uh, why that's like, why they open up to me in particular about it. Um, why are you laughing? But, um, <laughs> what, but, like, is there an inside thing? <laughs> no, that, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why are they talking to you about that? Yeah, oh, I don't. Uh, okay, no, okay. I, no, no, uh, <laughs> no. I think a lot of times it has to do with this podcast too, because I've had. I have conversations with people all the time. So I think, I think I'm just, uh, I think I'm approachable mm-hmm. for, for a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, Cause yeah. I've had some deeply personal conversations on here Certainly. that I just throw out into the in, <laughs> interweb yeah, yeah. that, that most people wouldn't yeah, like, you know, care about, uh, or wouldn't want several hundred people to hear them discuss. But, but I do it on here because I, th- I think it kind of normalizes it as well. Certainly. I mean, we need to be able to talk about things like mental yeah. health. And yeah, the hard, the hard yeah. things. So, But, Destin, man, I, dude, I appreciate you coming in. Dude, I, we talk several times a week, and just the, the converse, I always enjoy your perspective. You, you have Thanks. a very, uh, I think you have a, a, pretty, a pretty decent point of view on a lot of things, man. And, I, dude, I always learn a lot from talking to you as well. Likewise. For, uh, for our listeners who aren't, aren't totally familiar with your work, because we really didn't talk about your work much no, on here, man. That uh, is kind of <laughs> what this podcast is supposed to be on. Right? A lot of yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's really funny, though, because we just I was about having a break. Before, yeah, I was talking with Shane before uh, before you got in here, and like I, I know about all the things you do already, so I was I, I was knew I was gonna maybe have a little bit of a difficult time, you know, Having bringing the things out that I already know about you, but I think other people should. Fresh eye, and and I spend so much time on this podcast learning about other people's stories and their processes and what they do that I, dude, I enjoy these these types equally if not more so because we just get to talk about things that we're interested in rather than just like what are you doing how do you do it what you know what's your inspiration what and all that stuff's really important i think a lot of our listeners like that kind of stuff but i also really enjoy these types of conversations yeah. too to where we just get to bullshit about ideas and yeah and, and likewise and i mean i, I think stuff you know th- this stuff is at the root of all that other stuff like in mm-hmm. so many ways and so i i I'm very much appreciate you know people who are willing to like you know, let me bear my soul mm-hmm. or, or do the same to me, for me, like to me, like bear yeah. their soul to me and like, you know, allow me to like hear their story. Like, yeah. You know, so. oh, well, I think there's a responsibility that comes with it too. Yeah. No, it's, you'd want it, someone else to be, to be that well, for you. Yeah. So. And what I was going to say, uh, is, uh, I, I had this thought when, when you were talking about this, uh, podcast and like how you do what you do and how people think, you know, feel you're approachable. And so they talk to you because of that. That's like, it, it's an art. And I, I think, you know, I super admire the fact that you're in, both you guys are in here doing this at like no benefit, like monetarily, like it's just something that you want to see grow. And there will be a point in time where it becomes a commodity, you know, something that it, the only way that you can keep doing it at the level that you're doing it is if there's some revenue to, to sustain not only your life at home, but also the production of, of mm-hmm. this. Um, I mean, you guys are in a new space. It's beautiful. You got new mic, like all this stuff costs money. Um, but I think, you know, uh, it's it it makes uh, this super pure that you've done it the way that you have, and I, and I think it's uh, we talk about art like painting and you know doing different things, which I've always had a tough time like people calling what I do art because I see it as like kind of a practical approach to things. But this is very much like an art that has has a tremendous amount of um, sort of like inner twined uh 
skills that you have to have, like to be able to listen to different people and go to different places and talk about different things. Like, um, so yeah, I, I appreciate that, but I also want you to know that I admire your ability to do that because I think it is an art. And Thanks, as man. much as people maybe wouldn't use that word to describe it, um, maybe we should because it's it's really cool. Yeah, I'd agree with that because there's sometimes I love it and there's sometimes I hate it. So it's definitely an art. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> like I, I think that defines. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the, check the huge yeah. check marks. But thanks, man. I, I know coming from you, dude, I, that means a lot, dude. I appreciate it. Um, if people want to see a lot of your stuff, because I mean, if I can real quick, I'd like to brag on you for a, a few minutes before we get out of here. I mean, you've done commercials with Bubba Watson. You've shot videos for The Revivalists. You've shot videos with Radical Face, who you hear on Kodak commercials and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you're, you're just such a modest dude, but you've done big things in the video world. Um, so I just, you know, if you can, maybe just show, maybe let people know where they can see some of your stuff and, you know, d- d- brag on yourself for a minute, man. Let people know about yeah, your shit a little certainly. bit. Certainly. Thank you for saying that. And, um, you know, sometimes I need that perspective. Like we all have um, our own, like you're so intertwined in your own life that you kind of forget that it's, you know, you've done, you've accomplished things. Like sometimes it doesn't feel that way. So I appreciate you saying that. Um, I think last time we talked about us forming like the company and not operating under my name anymore. So we have uh, lindsayfilm.com, which is, is where you can find a lot of our stuff. Um, And any social media platform is Lindsay film. Um, You can always like follow our personal things just to kind of see what's going on there. But Lindsay film is kind of taking the direction of commercial work, but also, you know, still wanting to have a very stylized and artistic and, you know, um, uh, not necessarily approach to like our, our goal is like not to just be selling people products and things like that, but is to be like making cool stuff and developing uh, skill sets that we can use to like share people's ideas and change the world in one way or another, or share things that we think people need to hear about and talk about. Um, yeah. So is that kind of answer your question as far as where people can find what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, or yeah. did you want me to talk yeah. about like what we're doing? Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've, we've hired a producer his name is Jared. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hi, hey, Jared. Hey there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we that that is uh, for for those of you that are listening is is the interpersonal or the the close personal relationship that Jared was referencing is like we're working together weekly on things, um, but we are starting to work on something that we can't necessarily talk about, but it's a television pilot that may or may not be seen at some point in time. We're trying to seek funding for that, but we've got a lot of really cool people that are on board and, and we're both very determined to make that happen. Um, I, you know, would love to give a shout out just to the Pensacola community of creators, uh, and, and people who are there to, to kind of help us do, uh, what we do. And I say kind of to very much make what we do possible. Um, it, it, without the people that come in as freelancers and, and help make these things uh, a reality, not only a reality, but a better reality than, than they ever would be in, in any other circumstance. Um, is the only thing that allows us to do what we do. Um, there's only four people, myself, Austin, John Davis, and, and Jared, within our company, um, which, to be fair, all are paid on a contractual basis as well, so they're, they're very much in the same, same light. But um, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily reap the benefits of being a part of, uh, of our company uh, directly that you know help make what we do possible and help kind of put Pensacola on the map to, to making some really great stuff. And... Um, there's a, a few other production companies, Calliope Films and Vivid Bridge, that are doing really, 
you know, solid stuff out of Pensacola. Um, a lot of stuff that we're all, we're all very proud of. We're all working on a lot of each other's projects and stuff. And, um, so yeah, I'd just like to say thank you to, to everyone in, in that realm. And then people in Destin as well. Sean Murphy's coming home. Yeah, That's pretty boat, cool. He's, I he's mean, boat paddleboards. They boat, just, yeah. He's putting a lot of people <laughs> on the map. And, yeah. They, and they dominated uh, the Addies for yeah, sure in a big doing, way. Doing really great stuff. Um, hopefully one day we'll, we'll have a chance to work with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, want everyone to know that, like, you know, we're all uh, doing this with the hopes of, like, growing, and we can't do that without the people that are stepping in to, to make it a possibility. And it's uh, it's a lesson we can all learn because you can't do anything alone, mm-hmm. especially not if you want to do it at, you know, the at caliber of, like, you know, what people are doing in bigger cities and things like that. So, um, but, yeah, thanks, Jared, for coming on board, helping us out. Yeah, man. Learning about the process. and Yeah, it's been exciting. Yeah, it's been fun. Been a change for sure. Certainly, and I'll expect. Uh, um, I can go ahead and schedule my next appointment for two years from now. Right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll tag cool. in two years yeah. later and see what's going on. Cool. Um, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be much different than than now. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I hope so. I just I, I just think there's so many different things going on right now, and it's just uh, I think your your growth has been exponential over the last few years, and I don't I don't foresee that stopping. I don't think you're the kind of person as long as you still love what you're doing that that would happen with. Yeah, I think so. if we weren't growing, it would it would. I'm not one of those people that wants to be at ground zero. Like yeah, I've got to have yeah some up and downs to to keep to sustain me. Otherwise, I'll. I'll make my way into something else, but yeah. I, I very much, you know, exactly. love what I do. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's but. it? Uh, the uh, the one guy, the this one guy at a festival one time, his all he kept saying to us was, "We all know, but sometimes we forget." Like that was just what he kept saying. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Someone says something, yeah. I know. Oh, we all know, but sometimes we forget. Yeah, yeah. No. So let me ask you this, because when you said that, when you said I have a, a sneaking suspicion that this will be very different, I perceived that as you saying that this podcast was going to be very different and in the sense of growth, like hopefully it's still the same in the sense of like the, the intentions for being here, but what, what's the, aspirations? Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily referring to my personal podcast. Yeah, you're, I, I, was I get that. To you're your, referring to what to I'm you doing. And your yeah. company. But that leads to my question. Like, what's the goal for this, for you guys? Like, have you guys talked about uh, that? No, we don't really have listeners? goals. We, we, um, we, we definitely know that we have the ability to sell advertising on here right now, but we're really trying to navigate that. Um, because Do you have like a forum where your listeners can kind of provide their input on that? Aside from like, not really. I mean, we no. we don't we don't really even get many emails from listeners. It's really kind of crazy. We have we know that a lot of people are listening, and, and thank you to everyone who is listening. That the numbers are definitely there. We're growing, and and I'm really glad. I just I'm just glad that anyone would want to listen to to this. But I mean, who really knows? I don't I don't know that we have aspirations to be this big giant podcast. I mean, yeah. I want it to stay something fun. Um, if it if it becomes unfun for me, then I don't need to be doing it. Yeah, you know? but it's, it's so I want we're Shane so I, I want Shane to still want to do it too. Yeah, like yeah. this dude has to hear me talking here for like a fucking hour and a half, and then we go host trivia later that night, and he has to listen to me talk to a yeah. bunch more people. Yeah. So Tuesdays are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the uh, what's the I mean, what was the initial intention? Because I assume there is always the uh, intention uh, to improve on some level, sure. right? So. Sure. I think we we're just bored. <laughs> well, yeah, it, well, but okay. but also we, we wanted a project. We, we also, had so much other stuff going on. I know so many book. fascinating people. Yeah. yeah, and so you wanted to give them a platform. Yes, yeah, yes, absolutely. and also there there have been times in my life where like, dude, there's some of the conversations that I've had on here that I'm so glad I got 
on record so I can go back and listen to it. So I can go back and hear those things that, that people have said to me. Like um, so I hope that maybe some of the listeners can also use maybe some of the things that we've discussed on here today and apply it to their life to either improve it or find motivation where they might need to. Or even if they like dislike me, if, 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 if that makes them happy, to <laughs> and I can give them more fuel. Yeah. Like, oh, that liberal motherfucker. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If, if I can evoke any kind of uh, um, feeling or emotion out of doing this, then I, I think at the end of the day, that's that's the deal. But really, the main focus was to bring interesting individuals in here, give them a platform to tell their story, and maybe take something from it. And a little bit of that is, is me being selfish, too, because I think if I can pull something, like one or two things from each guest that I've had in here that I really, really appreciated or, or related to, and I can apply it to my life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a better life. I'm going to be a more complete human. So hopefully the listeners can tap into that as well. Yeah, certainly. I think we all benefit from talking to one another. So and we all got to be a little selfish because if we're not, we can't provide for other people. Yeah. Selfishness <laughs> yeah, has a, a negative connotation, yeah. but it's not mm-hmm. the way it should be necessarily. Yeah. Well, these days we just call it self-care. Yeah. So yeah. It's a right. sexier term for We're all right. trying to be altruistic. Yeah. But anyway, dude, thank you for coming on, man. I am starved. Let's go get some food, bro. Let's yeah, some food. let's do it. Awesome. All right, man. I'll talk to you in two years. Thank well, you. actually, I'll talk to you like in a like several times this week, but like yeah, yeah. on the podcast but like again. publicly, yeah. we'll talk again two in two years. years. Hopefully, awesome. we'll be working on our television. Show. Yeah, it's yeah. Let's get through this traffic, bro. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> Bye. Later. Don't.